What is going up, squad? Welcome to another episode of Squad Up, podcast all about games, games of all kinds, board games, video games, escape games, uh, uh, patty cake, other kinds of games. Uh, I'm your host, Eduardo, and joining me on the squad today, it is the infamous Peaches. Peaches, what up? What's good, homie? Yo, dog. What's going on, man? I'm trying not to just laugh hysterically at patty cake. Yo, you ever Uh, seen Roger Rabbit? Patty cake is nothing to joke about. I'm just taking a moment here. (laughs) (laughs) And making his triumphant return to squad up you know him you love him it's cody cody what's up man what is up squad back by popular demand and i'm just gonna say i, I love patty cake so I'm yo dog same also it has the word cake in it and i love cake i'm more yeah. a fan of patty pie Ooh, patty pie you should patent that right now can it be a patty pizza pie a patent on a patty pizza pie oh <laughs> Dope. Alliteration Dope. before you guys. If that's not the show title, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, instead, I'm going to make, if, if that's not the show title, I quit the show title. You know what? It's my it's my quote, so I don't care either way. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Cody, since you're the guest here, you're joining us back on today. What, what have you been playing, man? What's been going on with Cody? Yeah, man, so uh, I've been keeping up with my usual round of games. Um, I've been on Sea of Thieves. Uh, yeah, I love that game. Not going to lie. love being a pirate. Uh, I've been doing that a little bit and having fun with that. Um, I actually, I downloaded PUBG Mobile. Uh, I know, I just, I saw some, uh, we went to the theater to see Infinity War and we're waiting and some dude in front of me has it, uh, PUBG on his phone and I'm like, dang, I kind of want to do that. So I went home that night and downloaded it. And I'm kind of addicted now. I won my first chicken dinner on my very first game. So I think I found a niche and it feels good. And then uh, and then I've also uh, been back on Destiny 2, actually getting ready for the upcoming DLC drop. So I'm making sure I get my chops up. I'm sorry, Cody. You know, I'd be in there with you because I love social gaming. Um, and we'll talk about Destiny 2 later in the show. But just so you know... If anybody doesn't know what the Humble Monthly is, Humble Bundle is this website that does these like bundles of games and they sell them. Um, and like part of the profits go to charity. It's a great cause. They get the codes donated to them. And right now their Humble Monthly Bundle, which part of the proceeds will go to charity, you can get Destiny 2 along with I think like nine or ten other games for $12. That's a deal. It's- I would recommend everybody <laughs> to go pick that up right now. I mean, I'd recommend it for $12. I don't think I'd recommend it for the 60 that <laughs> Wait, I paid for it, but I, I'd recommend it for 12 You guys are seeing this as a deal. When you told me that earlier today, Eduardo, I just felt really sad. Well, Bungie. yeah, because you paid $60. Oh, you mean sad for Bungie. I was going to say sad for yourself because no, you paid 60 for it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, let me let me stop you right there, sir. I paid $100 for it, remember? Yikes. Yeah, because we I got the too. DLC. Because we, we went ahead and pre-ordered the DLC because we thought that it was going to be this up-and-coming, you know, really awesome whatever. And it turned out to be just as boring as the first one. Um, but the fact that they are already putting this game on sale for $12, to me, is is more sad than helpful. I would argue that it's not as boring as the first one because I actually really like the first one. And I think its problem is that it didn't iterate enough on the first one. Um and like I said, we're going to talk about Denji here, Bungie and Destiny here, 
Denji. That's funny. Uh, Denji. Sounds like a sounds like a Shimada. really stupid Overwatch <laughs> character. Yeah. Uh, but let's see, uh, Peaches. What have you been playing? Well, I don't have a long list like I usually do this week. Uh, I practiced some Link to the Past randomizer. Had a really really awful seed that took me about two hours and thirty five minutes to complete. Um, I played a little more Undertale which is fun and I'm really addicted to listening to the Undertale music now. The boss music is just so good. And then I've been trying to get as much God of War play in as I can because I know we're going to talk about it next episode and I I don't want spoilers. So I'm trying to beat beat uh beat you guys to the punch. Yeah, I guess the uh, the cat's out of the bag everyone. Uh, hold on, let's just let's slow it down. Let's 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 hold on. Let's pump the brakes. Bring it in everyone. Bring it in here. Nice and nice and close. Nice and close Rebuttal. everyone. Um I apologize because I misspoke last week. Uh we are not going to be talking about God of War this week. Um we schedules kind of didn't line up um and we haven't some of us haven't finished playing the game and we wanted to give you a chance to finish playing the game as well so we've decided to move it to next week and um after this episode today we're going to be sitting down and deciding what the poll is going to be and we will be getting that up so that we get our next game of the month in line and we start hitting that every single month but be on the lookout i promise you next week we will be talking god of war it's my fault I'm it's so not, sorry. It's not your fault. It's everyone's fault. It's my fault for having it be so soon after release. Um, but we will be talking about it. Don't worry. As far as me uh, is concerned, as far as me is concerned, that's stupid. I'm stupid. Uh, you talk good. <laughs> I talk good. Me concerned. Uh, Games played. <laughs> smash, smash button. Um, I played God of War as well. I finished it. Uh, I absolutely loved it. And I can't wait to talk about it next Friday, and I don't want to spend any more time talking about it, because we're going to talk about it for a whole episode. Um, I've also, like, so I have this problem. Guys, I have this problem. So I come home after a long day of work, and I either turn on the TV, or I play something on my phone, or I sit at my computer... And I spend lots of time specifically in bed. Let's talk about in bed. So I'm in bed, I'm watching TV or I'm on my phone and that'll keep me up way past when I should be asleep. And I'll end up being up super late because I'm sitting there and like, I just can't fall asleep because I'm so like unraveled in what I'm doing. Or I just like my, my eyes looking at a screen. It just, it doesn't like get me in the mood to sleep. So my solution to this was to pick up my old, uh, my, my little Nintendo switch and pick up a game called Stardew Valley, which if you don't know what it is, it is a game all about farming. You literally have a farm. It's like a little like 2D, like old SNES looking type game. Um, you have a farm and that's literally all you do. You live in a town, you 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 were, your grandfather left you this farm after he passed and you're going there and you're, you're picking up all the stuff. You're like cleaning it up because he hasn't lived there in several years and you're, you're starting a name for yourself. You're tired of your job working in like a cubicle so you go to like live off the land and live on a farm. That's just all the game is. You farm, um, you can fish, you can like meet people and that's basically it. It's like Animal Crossing but a little more like low res and kind of easier to understand and that game has been doing wonders about putting me to sleep it's wonderful (laughs) so basically you're playing farmville i would say it's a little more a little more intense not intensive but a little more involved than farmville um but generally sure was that a plug for or against the game? I could not tell. <laughs> I really enjoy the game for what it is, and it has like a pretty big following. It's got its Twitch community is really growing. 
I think the game just put out like a beta version of a multiplayer mode. People really enjoy the game, um, but for me, it's just something that I can like relax to because that's what I need. I need something to just relax, like space out, let my brain go, farm. Like I'm planting potatoes right now, so I'm just planting all these potatoes and picking up all the the crop that I have. Rather that than sounds... spending my life crop dusting like I normally do, I can actually cultivate crops. That sounds invigorating. Correct. That's Just that's enough to put me to sleep. Did you play your lever games from Heroes of the Storm? Outed. I did play my lever games from Heroes of the Storm. So we should be all set for the next time that we play. Perfect. Thank nice. you, sir. Nice. You are welcome. So, all of that being said, let's see what's going on in the world of gaming. Waluigi time. What's going on in the world of gaming? Sponsored by Waluigi. No, it's not, but I like to say it is. So, Video Game Hall of Fame. Nice, prestigious award ceremony. We got four editions. One that I've never actually played, Space War. Um, have either of you played Space War? No, I know about it, but I've never played it. Same. Yeah, I know all about it, but I've never had the pleasure it's from the 60s. If anybody has played it, send us an email. Um, let us know, you absolute dinosaur, you. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you've played Space War, they, you don't know how to send an email. Send us a postage <laughs> to our P.O. box. And I will uh, deliver it. At Universal Studios, Florida. <laughs> uh, and you could win a pair of Skechers and a trip to Space Camp. What? Space Camp? This just like, went from the 60s to the 90s. I know, Can you but... repeat that P.O. box, please? Because I would like to win that. <laughs> yeah, it's one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Seems legit. Nailed it. Uh, Same combination up, as my luggage. John Madden football, the original Madden football. And I would I would agree with this. So Madden as a as a franchise has definitely dominated specifically the football market, but I mean I wouldn't call myself like a football game player but i've played my share of madden i know that it has a rich and deep community how do you guys feel about that i dig it i think um madden holds its own obviously in the football gaming uh genre and really just in sports gaming i mean period when you think of games uh, that are in the sports genre like madden's got to be the top of the tier and um so the very first one i do think belongs in the hall of fame honestly I think that, I, I mean, all of these games that are in the Hall of Fame presently have some degree of, you know, paving the way in some sense. But I feel like both Space War and the John Madden football original game here that we're talking about are, are the two out of the four that we're about to talk about that are just more about, um, hold on. There's a bomb going off. Uh, <laughs> 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 that are more about just like um i don't know like uh what am i trying to say here they just they just got the ball rolling for for some category right so the first madden football has lived all the way from then until now in different iterations each year like it's still going strong and none of that none of those games would have been successful had it not been for the original john madden football and then Space War was one of the first games ever created, period. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of, it, it helped gaming become gaming. So I think those two are more like, 
like his, like historical landmarks, whereas the other two we're going to talk about are more about like their gameplay and um, their their popularity, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. They're, the next game, let's just talk about them now. The next one is going to be Tomb Raider. Um, and I, I would agree that it's about its... The, and this is the original Tomb Raider, and it's about its impact, I think, on the gaming community and how it, 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 it revolutionized the genre and sort of pushed forward like a console. So like Tomb Raider, think about the original PlayStation, right? And how that was one of the games that was one of those exclusives that PlayStation is known for, which we'll talk about later, but... Uh, Tomb Raider is definitely one of the games that helped push that forward. And the next one's going to be Final Fantasy VII, which is highly regarded as the best Final Fantasy. Now, uh, as our resident Final Fantasy expert, <coughs> nerd, uh, expert, Peaches, what do you think? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm any more or less nerd than you guys, but, you know. I, first of all, let me just say that it took me, like, the sentence I said before you started talking took me like four minutes to say three sentences. So sorry about that. <laughs> second, second, I had no idea that there even was a video game hall of fame until you just introduced me to your show notes today. So I think that's awesome. Um, but on topic here, final fantasy seven belongs in the hall of fame and it belongs in the hall of fame because it's just an amazing, breathtaking game. It was the first 3D Final Fantasy game, which this article mentions, but it was the first 3D game. It had a lot of cinematics. It had a great story, which actually made you feel things about characters, which didn't happen a lot in video games up until that point. And this article from Polygon also mentions that it was the second most popular game as far as sales go for the PlayStation. Um, I looked up what the first game was. It was Gran Turismo. And I thought, who the hell cares? Like, <laughs> how did that sell more copies? It doesn't make sense to me. But it's just such a great game. And the fact that it took this long to get into the Hall of Fame that I didn't know existed <laughs> uh, kind of blows my mind. But did you guys happen to look up the Hall of Fame? Because I'm looking at all the games in it right now. I did not. Well, how about you enlighten us? Sure. There are 20 in the Hall of Fame currently. So those four that were introduced brought it up to 20. Um, one of your favorites, Eduardo, World of Warcraft hey, is in the Hall of Fame. Damn right. Um, some other staples in there that probably won't surprise anybody are Tetris, Street Fighter II, uh, Super Mario Bros., the original one, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Halo's in there, Grand Theft Auto Three. To name a few, here's one that will surprise and delight some people. The Oregon Trail in the Hall of Fame. You're wow. right, that does surprise. I yeah. mean, you know, good for it, right? The it, Sims is in there, too. That doesn't surprise me much. I respect that. I, I don't know how I feel about that one. But I digress. I just think that this concept is really cool. And I'm glad that Final Fantasy VII finally made it in there because... It actually is a great game. It's not just like that one that everybody seems to decide it's their favorite because it's the cool thing to do. They decide it's their favorite because it's an amazing game in the series. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Um, moving on. Yes, no talk- idea. Yeah, I've, I've never <laughs> played it. Uh, we talked about God of War earlier. Um, and God of War has become the fastest selling PS4 exclusive Ever in just three days, it sold uh, what three point 
Hold on, I have it here somewhere. It sold three point something million. You check your pockets. Three point one million units of the franchise. Three point one million wow. in three days, which is insane um, for any game, and it, it kind of continues to push forward why the PS4 is doing as well as it has. Take that, Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haters on the Xbox. Listen, <clears throat> I will say that uh, God of War is, I've played it. Uh, I haven't played this one. I have not, I don't have a PS4, uh, but I have played the other ones and I have enjoyed those games. And by looking at God of War and I've watched some like, you know, YouTube videos on it and stuff like that and watch gameplay, it looks amazing. It seems to have, you know, this great linear storyline that, you know, it's rare to have a good one player game these days. Everything is so based in open world, multiplayer, RPG, MMO type things. So to have like a, a single player ref- game like that, it's kind of refreshing. And I mean, it seems to be pretty awesome. And I think that's maybe it's main driver why it's the best exclusive ever in three days it's it's impressive i i will i will give it to god of war I, i'm impressed by that giggity yeah i almost don't think it's fair to call it linear um once you actually get into the game it does open up and become sort of open world and sort of not it's really hard to explain like you're still in that first like one player like mode and areas that you go to are definitely like one track but there's definitely a, a choice like choices you can make about where you go and i'll leave it at that because once again we're going to talk about it all next week and i'm just like foaming at the mouth ready to talk about it moving on we're okay, talking but, but about its sales though that really doesn't surprise me because they finally put out a good god of war game again like the timeline of God of War, for those of you that aren't that don't have it on like a chart in your bedroom, is that like you, like I do. I clearly do that. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> the first game came out in like 2005, and it was very well received. And then the second game came out a few few years later, and it was almost just as well received. Like Metacritic has rated the first game a 94, the second game a 93. God of War three was a 92. And almost every other like little spin-off game that they've had in the series, it rated well, but like not as great as the original trilogy, if you will. And then this one comes in, and we've already talked about this in like week two or three, like busted Metacritic apart as far as how it scored. And and now it's becoming, you know, as you say, as you're saying, the fastest selling exclusive. Like that's not surprising. Like it's a really good rating, and people have been waiting for a good God of War game. Since like 2013 is when God of War 3 came out. So I think it's well-deserved. The fans have deserved this game. Uh, I don't believe... God of War Ascension came out in 2013. I don't believe God of War came out that um, late. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Ascension was 2013. God of War 3 was what, 11? Yeah. No, it was 10. It was 2010. And God of War Ascension, I think, was probably like the lowest point of the franchise. It was definitely like a last-ditch effort to try to squeeze some life out of it before they decided. And um, God of War, like, like I said, we're going to talk about it all on Friday, but just to give like a little perspective, God of War took almost six years to make this most recent God of War. Um, it has been something that has been in the making for a very long time, and it shows. That work shows in that game, and that's as much as I'll leave it at, because like I said, we're talking all about it next week. So... Moving on. What are you Um, talking about next week again? God of War. Sun. Blizzard Games. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me started. Let's talk about Infinity War. All right. um, 
Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony uh, are three companies that make video games, and they're part of this um, warning that they received. They received this warning about their warranties, and um, reading the article, it's up on uh, The Verge, we'll have a link to it in the show notes, um, but six companies were, were warned about. They said received letters of warning from the U.S. Federal Trade Commission. Um, it was Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony, HTC, Asus, and Hyundai, and they received warnings about how their warranties are constructed, and how about... Um, so a lot of the warranties for like Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony say things about how you can't take your product and have it fixed at like a third-party place to fix it, and then try to redeem the warranty. Oh, well, that'll void the warranty. And apparently, that's against the law. Which I'm like, I'm pretty sure Apple does that too, right? Like once you like take it somewhere else to get fixed, like that voids your warranty. So would they fall into that too? I think yeah. I think it depends on the company, and it depends on what their rules are. I think the, the reason that these six companies are under fire is because a lot of their rules are like kind of ridiculous or they don't actually take what the law about it says into consideration. Like, for example, the PlayStation 4 one says that your whole entire warranty on the whole console is void if you take the sticker on the console off that says this warranty is void if you remove the sticker. Like, it's literally a piece of plastic with adhesive on one side. It doesn't do anything for the console. It doesn't enhance the console. It doesn't provide any hardware. It's just a damn sticker. And you can't take that off or your your warranty is void. To me, that's kind of honestly bad business. I didn't know that that was a thing until this article. But I'm glad that they're under fire. Cody, what were you going to say? Oh, no, yeah, I, I agree with that because I actually, I ran into this problem. I had my um, my Xbox 360 had an issue or something like that. I can't remember if it was a controller or the system itself. And then, you know, I called Microsoft uh, to like, you know, troubleshoot it. And basically I was like, hey, I can just bring it down to, you know, Best Buy. Maybe they can help fix. And they're like, if anybody else touches it, it's null and void out of warranty. And the same thing for my uh, Wii that I had. They also had another issue and like they blatantly say if anybody else other than us touch it you know we will not cover anything else your warranty is null and void you have to send it into us and it's a it's a pain in the neck honestly i it, I'm, I'm glad they are under fire for this as well yeah i'm with you guys i, I had an issue with my people you know what let's story time story time so me and my wife my wife uh we started dating three years ago um and when we moved in together i became a stepfather to her dog her dog, Teddy. You might hear him scampering around here. Teddy is uh, a handful. Uh, he's a wonderful, wonderful little pup. Um, but right after we first moved in there, I brought all my stuff in, and Teddy decided that he was going to make sure that I knew that that house was his house. So he decided to urinate on my most prized possession at the time, my PlayStation 4. No. Um, I, I knew you were going to say that. You know, and it's honestly a wonder that this relationship even ever worked out. I'm married now, which is crazy to think that I married the girl whose dog peed on my PS4. Um, but I had a warranty and I didn't send it in because of how much of a hassle it was just to send it in. I had to send it in and then it was like months before I could even get it back. And like, so I decided just not to and I haven't sent it in since. It, the disc reader doesn't work, but everything else works. So I just kind of download games and don't worry about the disc reader. All right. I mean, haven't all of these companies been like really sketchy about it in the past though? Like, and, and I'm not a huge Microsoft guy, so maybe Cody, you have the, this answer here, but I thought that even when like Xbox 360s were getting the red ring of death all the time, 
I thought Microsoft was really weird about people sending those in, or they just took a really long time to replace them for some reason. Oh yeah, no, it would be like ridiculous waiting times. Like actually a coworker of mine I have right now, he told me he went through six different Xbox 360s due to the ring of death. And like, they just, it would take forever and a day to get anything done. And then it would obviously not solve any problems. He went through so many consoles. Um, I'm luckily I got the red ring of death one time, but my Xbox decided to live again. It became the zombie Xbox 360. So I didn't have to deal with that. But uh, it, the paperwork, the time, because I mean, you, it's just, you, you want to play games. You want to, you don't want to get on and you want to play games with your friends. You want to have fun. And then, you know, your device breaks, your console breaks. And then they're like, yeah, send it in. Well, uh, maybe next year you'll get it back. We'll use it as a coffee table for a little while and then we'll send you a new one. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Scrub. All right. Well, our last story of the day, and I know I'm skipping a story, but for the sake of time, we're going to go to our last story. Our last story of the day is a story that Cody brought up to us. So Cody, I'm going to let you lead this one. What's our last story? All right. Well, our last story has to do with a game I mentioned earlier that I'm playing and uh, Peaches scoffed at, but uh, it is Destiny 2. Uh, we're coming up with a new DLC on uh, Tuesday, actually, May 8th, and it's the second DLC uh, second new content release since the game has come out and uh, the DLC is called Warmind and um, basically it's it's causing a lot of buzz right now because obviously as we have stated before Destiny is in a is in a rough spot right now it's not hit fans and players the way Bungie intended uh, they really watered down the game I think to make it overall more accessible to your average player you know more casual players as they would say and um, in doing so, it really kind of took the, the, the grindiness out of it, if I can say. It, it just made it where it was much more of a vanilla, bland game. There was less depth to it. There was everything you did. You got the hard gear and you got the good guns super easy by doing nothing. Um, if you're part of a clan, you know, you can only send like a couple people, like, you know, have a team of six do a raid. They would beat the raid. They would, you know stake in those hours of gameplay to actually get it and then subsequently everybody who's in your clan also gets that same gear so there was less reward for the grind and there was less initiative and less reason to, for people to actually want to grind the game and you know have it as a, a hobby game the way destiny was intended the way destiny one was um so the first dlc released um what was it december i think and it hit with an absolute thud and so really at this point people are assuming that destiny is on his last leg it's it's dying it's going down bungie you you ruined your game sorry about it bye so <laughs> next one's coming around here tuesday and i watched the live stream uh they did a twitch stream uh kind of uh, showing showing off a little bit of what the new content was all about and honestly i have to say it looks good it feels good it will not save the game however i don't think it's it's the thing that will bring destiny back into the limelight that you know i think it should be in i still immensely enjoy the game and i still do play it and i'm looking forward to this but this does feel like a course correct for bungie and i think it will help escalate it and bring it back into gamers good graces and um hopefully you know starts getting people back in and starts you know getting twitch viewers back up because you know they're with this expansion is going to be you know some new new adventures to play um, it's obviously new story mode it's going to have a new raid lots of new gear things like that and they've also addressed a lot of things that the 
community has been begging for for ever ever honestly since destiny one you know like a ranked pvp system that's finally coming back more sandbox tuning to pvp how the game handles how it plays and you know they're making it hard and making it more grindy that way those hardcore gamers such as myself um have a reason to keep coming back every day or multiple times you know a week to log on and you know want to want to grind out and do this stuff so i'm optimistic i will say and uh peaches i'm going to pass it to you and see if uh I don't know if you've seen any of the stuff and has, has it enticed you any a little? No, I was just waiting for you to disclose what was going on in there. Cause I went to Bungie's website and they give almost zero detail of what's coming in the game. So I just was mostly unimpressed, but I was just thinking when you're saying that the ebb and flow of what people want from a game like that is so weird to think about. Right. And here I go leading off the first blizzard talk of the podcast, but I'm going to do it. Um, when vanilla wow came out, you know, that was, is very well known that that was the, one of the most grindy, you know, hardcore games that you could play. Like nothing came easy in that game. You had to work for everything. A lot of people that played it religiously had to basically pretend it was a second job in order to get anything worthwhile done in the game. And so a lot of the complaints over time were that they wanted things to be easier and they they wanted to be able to do thing X, Y, and Z without sacrificing an arm and a leg. And that's fine. And over time, the complaints, you know, they did make things easier and the complaints kept coming like, no, it's still not easy enough. No, it's still not easy enough. And then you get to, you know, certain, certain expansions and it goes the opposite way. Like, whoa, 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 take the training wheels off. Like something needs to be more difficult because now I'm not having fun. And it seems like Destiny is kind of going through that same ebb and flow where like a lot of people's complaints about the first one while it was relevant was, hey, I have to do a lot of work in this game if I want to be geared and et cetera. Please make it easier. And then now it's already the opposite. That's, that's how it feels from an outsider's perspective. I know that that was how it was in WoW. I just have that perspective when it comes to Destiny. So it's just weird to see the opinions changing about how the game should be played over time. But I mean, maybe that's, maybe people like playing harder games now because vanilla servers coming soon for world of Warcraft. So maybe that's just the, the rad thing to do is to play hard games. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. say the rad thing to do is to play hard games. I would say it's like a, it's like a multifaceted answer, right? So you've got, on one hand, the way that we interact with developers is completely different than the way we used to interact with developers. Um, I think the idea of us taking a game and playing the game and that just being the game and not having this sort of open dialogue discourse with developers is something that we sort of I would take for granted back then, but it's something that we do absolutely now. We, we have open dialogue in it, and a lot of times if your game is an ongoing game and does not have an open dialogue with its fan base, which I think is one of Destiny's problems. Um, it's destined to fail. Um, and they, I think Bungie's doing better little by little, but they're just not, they're not there. They're not committing yet to having that open discourse. And I think that's one of the differences. And I think the other difference is that people as gamers, what they want is starting to change, right? Um, you try, you're starting to find this community that wants this sort of mid-level MMO experience. They are a lot of the times adults who have jobs, who have children. We got Cody here who's about to be daddy Cody. Um, and 
people want people have this experience they, they, they want to take all this this free time that they have and put it into something meaningful um, and a lot of that for us is like adults as gamers we want to find we want to like I want to play my MMO I want to be in that but I've got responsibility so here comes Destiny this perfect game that's going to let me do that in the middle ground and for that to sort of lose what it had is, is uh, I think it's it's in a different place you know I mean, it's tough no matter how you spin it, because no matter what, you're always, whatever size group we're going to talk about here, you're always going to have your people that want the game as difficult as possible because A, they can, they can sacrifice the time and B, they just want to be better than everybody else, or maybe just one of those, or maybe both, who knows? And then you've got your people on the complete opposite end of the spectrum that like have almost no time to play these games. So they just want to get in and be able to experience the same content as other people are which is also fair and then you've got the people in the middle that want some mix of the two of those things and i you're never going to please everybody but i think that you should at least try so it's just weird to me i don't know it, it's just weird to see the demographic shift so often yeah it's all about finding that sweet spot and i think that's the that's the problem that bungie's having you know d1 way too grindy way too much time i remember sitting there shooting into the loot cave i don't know if you heard about that pj yeah you remember that one eduardo i watched my old roommate do that for like yeah like literally hours upon hours shooting into a cave disturbing the remains shooting in you know the enemies that come out just to try to grind some you know sweet loot hours upon end and you know it's like that's not the kind of grinding i want to do i'm like i want i want something that's enticing it's gonna be fun for me and then i think they took that and then what like we want to make it more accessible for everybody you know for the more average player and they went too far to that right and they went too far into that category and thus upsetting those hardcore players more and so it's 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 really about finding that sweet spot i feel like they're on the right track but yeah that it remains to be seen i think this is a good step in the direction so far i mean you can talk to me after i actually play it um, but yeah well, it remains to be seen i i am optimistic and i hope that it does kind of launch you know destiny back out there and bungie does do this course correct like i i hope they do i mean i think we hope so too and you know, like peaches said we both purchased the expansions like we have this expansion that's coming out we've already purchased it so if it comes out and it's getting great reviews and people are really enjoying it you never know maybe i mean i'll i won't put words in peach's mouth i'll put other things in his mouth but not words and uh <laughs> and i want to I, like I'd want to try to jump back in, but I mean, it's it's Cupcakes. gotta it's gotta impress me, you know. Yeah, well, maybe I will. Uh, I'll do a great speech and I'll tell you how awesome it is, and you'll find yourself back in orbit, man. Yeah, dude, you need to make like an Independence Day speech about Guardians. Oh, I will absolutely. I will Welcome to Earth. So, Cody. Buddy, yes, sir. We brought you on here for a reason, so Cody. I want to say he's Squad Up's biggest fan. I'd um, say so. And he listens to every episode, and he was... As soon as the episode ended, I immediately got a furious message on Facebook about, how dare you, sir? How dare you talk that way about the Xbox? And so we've decided to invite Cody on and defend the honor of the Xbox. So this episode, uh, in contrast to last week's episode, we're going to talk about the Xbox. We're going to talk about its inception. We're going to talk about um, sort of the numbers it's released. And we're going to talk about ways Microsoft can um, sort of course correct their ship. Or, and maybe in Cody's opinion, they don't need a course correct who knows um but starting at the very beginning cody what 
How do you even defend the Xbox at this point? Well, let me put on my uh, my cape, and I got my mask here, and I am here to defend the great honor that is the Xbox and Microsoft. Listen, everybody knows that it's not it's not in the greatest place in the world. Yes, PS4 is beating it quite handily, as you pointed out last week. Um, Microsoft's not in the cushiest place uh, that Sony is currently, um, and. I think there, there are multiple reasons why that is. I, I do think that Microsoft kind of shot themselves in the foot when it came to E3, uh, when they were introducing the Xbox One and, you know, the PS4 simultaneously, uh, as you said last week about like, um, you know, with all the restrictions about, you know, I'm not able to share games and, you know, can't, can't play old uh, console games and stuff like that. There seemed to just be like a bunch of stuff piled on top of one another that really didn't taste well on the palate. It didn't sit well. And it, I think that's something that I think they're ultimately paying for. I think that it turned a lot of people off from the Xbox to the PS4. If anybody was in the middle, if anybody was kind of wondering, Hey, what should I get? Xbox one PS4. If they watched that E3 conference and, you know, kind of, compared apples to apples there they they may have leaned more towards sony's route after that having said that though i think the xbox personally is a great great system and i i personally prefer it over the ps4 um, i was a playstation guy to start off with um i had i didn't have a playstation one but i did have a friend who had it and i played quite a few games on playstation one but i did own a playstation two and that was like my favorite console uh still still is one of my favorite consoles to this day uh, many great games on it uh but then came the ps3 xbox 360 era and at the time i was like okay which one am i going to get am i going to stay with playstation or am i going to go xbox way uh, the 360 was a nice cheaper price at the time it, it was a little more friendly and also had that awesome game i don't know if you guys heard of it before halo uh yeah that was that was a pretty good game and I had all my friends were playing that, and I I dove in to the Microsoft realm, got an Xbox, picked up Halo, of course, and, and ever since then, uh, the Xbox has won me over. I think how it's set up, especially now, the uh, way the Microsoft uh, has it set up for the, the interface, how you operate with it. Also, Xbox Live, I always thought was superior than PlayStation Online, and um, I think just how how it looks aesthetically pleases me. It's uh, something that is, I think, user-friendly as well. And uh, so like, you know, when X when Microsoft was marketing the Xbox One as the all-in-one entertainment system, that's why they called it the One, which I always think is funny that Xbox has to be kind of finicky with how they name their consoles because they can't, you know, keep up with PlayStation since they're a generation behind, so. It's a Microsoft thing, though, man. <laughs> it it's really so is. Weird. Just... <laughs> like you said, like, yeah, we even with like Windows, you know, you go from like 95 to 98, and then all of a sudden we got Vista and XP. You're like, I, don't, I can't keep up with them. So I think they just have a hard time naming things, if I'm honest with you. They just draw, they have a <laughs> bunch of pieces of paper in a hat, and they just pick one out of a hat. Aha! <laughs> this Xbox sounds one. good. <laughs> we, we already had the first Xbox, <laughs> but that one didn't have the number in front or after it exactly so yeah this is the one system that you need it's the one entertainment system it's all in one you know entertainment system they need and i bought into that and and i will say i use it as it was intended i have no other consoles or dvd players blu-ray players or anything like that 
on my entertainment system. It's uh, just my Xbox One. I stream through it. I game with it. I, you know, we watch our TV through it. Anything I need, pretty much, it's there for me. And I, I really enjoy that aspect of it as well, on top of, you know, being able to play the games I like to play. And uh, my wife also gives it approval. She, she's uh, dabbled with both a little bit, and she prefers the Xbox over to the PS4. So take that as you will. Um, having, again, said all of that, I do understand that PS4, <clears throat> this is hard to say, is the more dominant console right now. TBD. But... <laughs> That, that's that's uh, I, I gotta go wash my mouth out sorry <laughs> you know i like to think of the xbox one as the destiny two of consoles oh ouch <laughs> uh, <laughs> they start they, they came out of the gate swinging with something that nobody wanted and they've since had to kind of course correct similarly to how bungie's doing right now and kind of redirect the ship at what who and kind of reevaluate who their audience is um, before we talk about all the like philosophical things, let's let's break it down all the way back to the beginning of the Xbox, the original Xbox, November fifteenth, two thousand one, specifically in North America, the Xbox is released. It sells in its lifetime twenty four point six five million. Um, it, it it starts games like Halo and Gears of War, and it's it's got this like cult following. Um, and then I, I think is that consoles or currency. That is consoles. Got to be consoles, yeah. Currency yeah. wouldn't make sense. No, no, I'm no, no. It's got way more <laughs> currency than that. No, that's consoles. Um, uh, the Xbox 360, which I think is the sort of the golden age of the Xbox, releases in November 2005. So once again, they're in November, and I think they all they've all released in November. Um, and in its lifetime, it sold 85.8 million consoles. I think it's in the top ten uh, all-time selling consoles. Um, and now the Xbox 360. Cody, I'm with you. I had a 360, um, and I think when the PS4 and the Xbox One came out, I chose the other path. Um, but I had a 360, and I very fondly remember my 360. I played the original Destiny on my 360. Um, I played Gears of War on my 360. I remember when Gears of War 3 came out, I was obsessed with that game. I played it every single day, over and over and over again. Um, good game. Absolutely, and that's one of the things I'm kind of sad about. If there's one thing I'm sad that I don't have an Xbox for, it's to play the most recent Gears game, but I could also just play it on my PC, so we'll talk about that a little later. Um, and then November 22nd, 2013, the Xbox One is released um, to mixed fanfare, um, but it still sells 37.36 million units so far. So it is not... It's no slouch. 37.36 million units is still a gigantic number, and it is still something to be very proud of. But if you compare that to what PlayStation is doing, you know, come on. Did you just uh, give Microsoft a participation trophy? Basically. That's now, super fair. A 37.36 million unit participation trophy might be a little... Might be a little far. Like, if we're talking about the consoles and we're, we're talking... And, like, I will... If I'm going to rank the consoles that are out right now, I'm going to go PS4 and Nintendo Switch and then Xbox. Um, the sales figures don't don't match that, but the uh, Switch hasn't had as long a lifespan as the Xbox. I will I will bet you money that the Switch is going to surpass the Xbox One in lifetime sales. Um, that being said, I don't think third place in that race with the amount of units that the Xbox One has sold is anything to be like 
disappointed by. I mean, yeah, no, I agree with that too. Like, I mean, it's, it's no, it's no pushover. We know that for sure. Uh, I think going back to like E3 again, I think it was just, I think it was mismarketed. And I think they tried to market it more towards a mass audience of entertainment system. And instead of marketing it more towards gamers, which ultimately it, it obviously is, it's a gaming system, gaming console. And um, I think that's one of the main, not maybe the main, but definitely a factor that plays into it overall and why people, gamers specifically, have chosen the PlayStation 4 over the Xbox One because they're like, well, you know, yeah, there's some cool things. There's, there's nifty things that they're doing different, but at the end of the day, I'm buying this system I'm buying a system to play games. I'm buying this console to play games. I want to play the best games, all the games. And that's why I need this. And I think that's what made PlayStation 4 more enticing at the end of the day, made it more of a, more of a delicious meal. And we'll see. I don't know if it, I, I feel like it may be too late for a course correction until like a next gen console race, maybe uh, the Xbox one X coming out recently. Like it, you know, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, being like the most powerful console that is out there right now, you know, full 4K capability and, you know, it has like what, six teraflops of processor processing speed. So pretty fantastic. I mean, it's basically, it's a gaming PC in console form. How much does it cost? Uh, well, it came out of like, it was like five ninety nine, <laughs> a little, little hefty price. I, since then it has gone down. I haven't checked the most recent uh, pricing i'd imagine it's probably around the 500 mark still uh, it's that's only if you get like the generic one and there is that still the project scorpio uh, edition which is like the you know that was a, that was its code name as they were working on it was project scorpio and they do have the project scorpio xbox one x that you can still pick up for maybe that original price i'd have to look it up for sure but i don't think it did what they would want it to do because since then you know and I don't know, does, is that, does that metrics, uh, that matrix of the 37.36 million units, does that include the 1X? Is that, you that know? It does not include the 1X, no. Okay. So you got the idea of also there is the Xbox One S as well that came out just prior to it. So right now, Xbox has, Microsoft has three consoles out. PlayStation's, you know, also obviously has a PS4 Pro as well. But yeah, there's three different consoles out including the s and the x you know i'm i have generation one i have like you know pretty much day one xbox one still but uh you know i've been looking into getting the xbox one x like you can still yeah the project scorpio i have right here is like actually 700 dollars. that must be a really nice one yikes <laughs> yeah. it must be somebody must have signed that one but yeah you can pick up an xbox one x for 499 still um through most of your retailers so you know, people, you got to take it as it is. You know, it has all sorts of fun bells and whistles, full 4K gaming and, you know, that big processor and obviously the terabyte of memory. But is it going to outsell PlayStation at this point? Probably not. Um, can it outsell Switch? Yes. Um, but uh, Switch has definitely got a big wave it's riding right now. And um, that, that will be the thing to watch, honestly, is seeing if, you know, that can dethrone the xbox i guess what throne the toilet <laughs> the iron throne bro <laughs> sorry that was so rude I don't i'm not sorry it's a toilet <laughs> let me okay 
I'm going to move ahead. right on to our next point. Eduardo, do you want to announce our next point or can no, I just no, get No, go ready? for it. Go for it. So let me counter everything you just said. Okay. Yeah. Why? I, I, have to, I have to think about what I'm saying really quickly. Done. I thought about it. Last week, Eduardo talked about how he puts Nintendo on an island. This will make sense later. He puts Nintendo on an island because they're their own thing. And then the console war is really between PlayStation and Microsoft, X Xbox, whatever, wh whatever, use the company name, use the console name. It doesn't matter. We all know what I'm talking about. Right. And then PC, we're not going to include because obviously it's the master race, right? So we've got three categories of gaming that are popular, and you could also throw in handhelds, okay? Mm-hmm. If you want that weird, quirky Nintendo vibe, you're going to buy a Switch, okay? If you want a custom-built gaming powerhouse experience, you're going to build or buy a really great PC. And if you want a home console that does all of the things that you mentioned earlier, plus has better games... You buy a PlayStation. What niche does the Xbox fit into? Because it does all the same things that the PlayStation does, but it has like almost no exclusive titles comparatively. I mean, you can't say that, oh, this one plays Blu-rays better. Like it's a Blu-ray Blu machine, bro. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't Blu-ray any harder than any other thing Blu-rays. Like I just don't understand like, and if you want a handheld, you probably buy a Nintendo handheld console. So Nintendo wins that too. There's really like three routes that you go. So I'm just confused. Like if you want an immersive, super intense, hardcore gaming experience, why not buy a computer? If you want a home console, why not buy the cheaper and does everything just as well, if not better, PlayStation? And then the thing I said about Nintendo, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what they can do to get popular because everything else does does their thing better than xbox does its thing salty 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 that's all i taste <laughs> no it's not salty. <laughs> it just no. doesn't make sense to me i i understand yeah i i can't disagree fully with you there like i i get it and that's what i'm saying like i think at this point it may be that ship has already sailed it may be too far down the line the, these consoles have been out for uh three, four years now, I'm almost five. And, you know, that's getting pretty comparatively pretty close towards the end of their life cycle. So, you know, there's already talks about PlayStation five and um, whatever name they'll come up with for the next Xbox. Um, so perhaps that ship has sailed. Cause I can't, I can't disagree with you. You know, what is, what does Xbox have? It's got halo, but last couple of halos, you know, I haven't played them. Honestly, they, they obviously have, don't have as much of a fanfare as the previous Halos. Um, Halo 5 is in the works, so hey, maybe that's that's what we're waiting for is an amazing Halo 5, and then everybody's like, I must buy an Xbox. And um, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, There's, there's definitely not as much um, exclusives for games. Personally, to me, that doesn't bother me as much because I look forward to the day where exclusives are null and void i would prefer that everything be cross console cross you know platform whatever you have if you have this game doesn't matter if you're playing through pc through your console xbox playstation you can 
so in some sense play together and that's something that um i'll actually bring up sea of thieves right now because that is an xbox and microsoft exclusive no it's not the greatest game in the world it's not you know it's not breaking busting down any doors not breaking any records to me it's kind of the game i didn't know that i wanted though it's it's a it's a silly fun game it's you know you just have this open world you're a pirate you sail with your friends you find treasure you shoot other pirates sink their ships steal their stuff it's fun it doesn't have much of a narrative other than doing that they're they are coming out with more uh, content as it continues to release Um, but one thing i found very interesting is that it's actually cross-platform there you can actually play with pc players on xbox and i have on a couple times i'm like i can hear this guy hitting the space bars he's jumping and i'm like are you on pc he's like yeah i'm like that's pretty cool so in my eyes i would i look forward to the day where we're all just on we're on the same island together no matter what our aesthetic is and what we choose to play on that console, we can play together and there maybe is less exclusives in the future. Who knows which way we may go. Maybe people want to stick more to always having an exclusive. You know, that's, that's obviously good for business. You know, Sony wants to always have their exclusives. Microsoft is going to want to do the same. At the end of the day, I think, you know, Sony does have that edge. But it's, you know, you can't, you can't disclude Xbox. You can't disclude Microsoft in some of the games because it has a different flair as well. And I think it depends on your palate sometimes. And it, there are people out there who still like at least 37 million of us. So, you know, it's not bad. So I think that might happen. And it'll be when this, the PlayStation finally kills the Xbox. Then we'll be in that world you want to live in, Cody, where everybody's Harsh. playing, everybody's on the same island. Yeah, they're all on the PlayStation island, right? I agree. Uh, I don't think, like what you just said, like if you're hoping for a, a version of the world where there are no exclusives, then why would there be multiple consoles? At that point, we would all only need one console and it wouldn't be the Xbox. Or would it? No, I mean, Absolutely everything that I've not. seen, right, everything that I've seen now tells me no. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's fair. It's, it's, it's all fair arguments. You know, I, I just, I couldn't let you guys bash on Microsoft unabashedly, you know, like the last episode without, without standing up. I'm like, there's definitely the reasons that Sony and like PlayStation are, are winning. And I guess if you want to call it winning the console race and in a console war, they're definitely more successful. Um, Xbox is lesser. So I think, you know, as I said, again, Microsoft, made some critical errors made some missteps along the way and i think that's what's ultimately causing them to pay for it but i also agree you know obviously if there's no exclusives what is the point of having multiple consoles so therefore there's always going to be exclusives but you know in my eyes i i always enjoy the idea of having less less restraints on me i guess now we're not we're not here to just bash on the Xbox. Like, I remember fond memories of the Xbox 360. Peaches is here and he has no other choice but to talk about what I asked him to talk about. So we're going to talk about constructive <laughs> ways uh, to try to, like, pull Microsoft out of this hole that they're in, right? So how does Microsoft right now course correct? In my opinion, they need to make a few decisions. And I think it's a similar thing that what Destiny needs to do as well. They need to decide who their audience is. Are they going for the casual audience or they're going for the hardcore gaming audience? Because th- that decision 
kind of tore them apart in the first place, right? And now they're sort of backtracing it, but it's kind of in this middle ground. I think they need to make a decision, and then I think they need to stick with that decision. I also think they need exclusives. Now, there are exclusives coming down. There's a new Halo game coming out. Uh, the Gears of War game just came out, and there's a new Forza every, I don't know, every month. I don't know. I'm not a Forza player. There's rumblings of a new Fable game by a new studio coming out, which sounds super dope to me. And then, obviously, there's the Crackdown game that's supposedly been coming out for forever, but still hasn't come out. Um, and I'd few- like to add on that, too. There's, um, I don't know if you guys have seen Cyberpunk 2077. There's been some rumblings about that going on. And um, it's supposed to be like a next big RPG game coming out. Um, E3 should tell us something more about it. But there are rumors that what they may use the Microsoft stage as their main platform for launching that. And that has a lot of people pretty excited about it. So maybe that may be the next big game as well on top of some of those other ones. So are you talking about the same cyberpunk that's being made by CD project red? That is it. Yes, sir. CD project red, the developer that made one of my favorite games, the Witcher three, it's their new game. I didn't realize it was an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, it won't, probably won't be an Xbox exclusive. Uh, as far as everything I've read and listened to so far, it is likely to be multiple console. Um, however, there is talks about them using the Microsoft stage at E3 to launch it, being main, mainly having the Xbox be their flagship. You know, As but a it will demo, still be. though, is what you're saying, basically. Well, yeah, I right, mean, exactly. I mean, take the first Destiny and even the second Destiny. There's a lot of things like the Destiny has a partnership with Sony, right? And so right. They, they get part of the DLC before anywhere else does. So they get like a map or like a dungeon before anyone else does. Um, and so I'm assuming it'll be something similar to that sort of partnership. Or they'll get like early access or something along those lines. That's what I'm thinking. So, yeah, what well, well, remains to be seen, obviously, um, E3 is coming around the corner pretty soon. So. We'll, uh, we'll definitely be keeping our eyes out for that. And who, who knows, maybe if, you know, they, they do decide to have Microsoft or, you know, the Xbox be their, their flag bearer for the, hey, flag bearer again. Uh, we'll see. Aha, flag bearer, episode two. <laughs> Just to piss off Peaches. It's back. <laughs> the return of the flag bearer. Flag bearer. He's back. <laughs> With a vengeance. Damn, Damn flag, flag bearer. Bear. Yo. It's so good. <laughs> this, is, this is what Microsoft would have to do to get me interested in their console if they want an exclusive they would need to re-release the only the only exclusive that ever mattered from the original xbox game and just touch it up and make it look nice jet set radio future (laughs) did you guys play that i played the other jet set radio like jet set radio grind on um or is it jet set grind i don't remember but on the dreamcast but never played the one on on the xbox Yo, that game was dope. I think it came with most of the Xboxes. It was like one of those dual discs that had um, two games on it, and one of them was a racing game that no one cared about. Uh, The other one was Jet Set Radio Future, which I played the crap out of. And it was just super fun. Like, you went around inline skating and graffitiing things and grinding on poles, and it had super cool music. And I would play that. That was was Xbox exclusive. Do something like that. I heard you're a big fan of grinding on poles. I love grinding on poles. I figured. I figured. I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> yeah, you said it. You are the peach emoji, so I'm like a I'm like a hairy red butt. Yeah, like a big old butt. Uh, <laughs> we are. Uh, let's course hell, correct. Man? Let's course correct this podcast. Uh, yes, so <laughs> the secret um, slime word is 
course correct. <laughs> and so, what what else should what else should Microsoft do? Should Microsoft get in handheld? Should they get in VR? Should they be trying to uh, venture out, or should they continue doing what they're doing and try to like hone in on on that? Yo, I'm the super naysayer of this question. So if y'all want to go first, I have nothing but nose. I uh, think. No, no, I hate your nose first. Let's let's eat the veggies first. Yeah, go okay. for it. Okay, eating the veggies first. I like this. Should they explore the handheld market? Absolutely not, because Nintendo will slaughter them. Sony has tried to do the handheld market. They were mildly successful with one of the two. I don't remember. Probably PSP. Um, and they didn't come anywhere close to Nintendo. So don't even bother, Microsoft. Don't make a handheld. Um, do they do VR? I think maybe VR might be their best angle because there's not there's not really a dedicated system that's like really tackling VR more than any other one. Uh, obviously, Nintendo doesn't really have a hand in it. But at the same time, a lot of VR is going to be available on PC. And it's probably going to, assuming that you've built or purchased a nice PC, going to handle just as well as any Xbox system will be able to handle that without being drill a hole in your wallet expensive. Um, maybe VR is their best angle. Um, I just don't... The problem with it is I just don't see anything that it can do that we need right now in society that isn't already done better by something else. Cause you could even argue like, you know what, throw games out the window. If you're Microsoft, just build a console that isn't really a game console. It just does a whole bunch of crap that you do other than play games, like as an entertainment center, but like we already have Apple TV. So we can already do a lot of that stuff with Apple TV and we can already do most of that stuff with PlayStation four. So it's, it wouldn't even really be a good angle to make it an entertainment console rather than a game console. So if I have to pick one of those routes, I would say probably focus on VR because it's the least, it's the path least traveled, but I don't think they should even try to do a handheld. I think that's ludicrous. The rapper. <laughs> uh, I was, I was going to follow up on that with the rapper. Uh, yeah, no, I I will um, I will start feeding us the the more delicious things now, less veggies. Um, to pick that last veggie off the plate, I will agree with you on the handheld front. No, nobody should touch handheld. Uh, Nintendo absolutely owns that domain, and um, will probably forever own that domain. So I think that's that's foolhardy at best, and there's no reason for them to go towards a handheld um, market at all. Um, VR though, I'm, I'm into that. I'm, I'm interested. I feel like, and like to kind of piggyback off what you're saying about this, like all in one, you know, immersive entertainment, maybe Microsoft just creates the Oasis and who needs anything else? Am I right? No, I'm with you. Yep. As long as I don't live in a trailer on top of a trailer on top of a trailer on top of a trailer. I, I think we're okay. safe from that for now. Yo dog. I heard you like trailers. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, where's exhibit at? I heard him. <laughs> and so, uh, like, look, I I'm gonna be the one to disagree. I think Microsoft should get in handhelds. 
I think they should. I think the handheld market is more wide open than you think it is. I think the PSP did not sell well in North America, but in Japan, sold like hotcakes. The PS Vita sold like hotcakes. In Japan, they love handhelds, which makes sense why Nintendo put out the Switch. Um, they absolutely love that that high-res handheld. And I think with people's Switch, they're getting a taste of that now. They're getting a taste of what it's like to have a console in their hands. And I think Xbox can, can jump aboard that train in, in the right way. I think they are at the right time, but if they're going to do it, they got to do it soon because pretty soon the train's going to leave the station and they're going to get left behind like Blizzard with MOBAs. Um, and as far as VR is concerned, I think they are in the perfect space to do VR. Sony's trying right now, but the PS4 isn't powerful enough for it. I think they need to figure out what their next console is and they need to push VR because right now to build a PC that can tackle VR, you're talking at least 900 to to $1,000 because you need a high-end processor to run VR. And then you need to buy the VR headset itself, which the ones for PC are all in the $400, $500 range. You're talking about $1,500 at minimum as an entry point for VR if you're using a PC. Whereas if you're buying a console, say they release their newest system and it comes with a VR headset, they would set the world ablaze and introduce VR. And I, you know, I'm, I'm with a lot of people that I think VR is going to be, you know, a big facet of gaming. While I don't think it's going to be the next big thing, I think we're going to continue to play games the way we do. I do think there is going to be a community for VR and I think they need to jump aboard that community. I think they need to find whatever their player base is and I think VR might be it. I, I don't hate that. I'm just worried when you, so that the, those figures that you just gave, no matter how accurate they are, let's just say that they are $1,500 for like basically just the processor, the video card and, and the headset you have to buy, not including everything else. That worries me about Microsoft because they already have kind of shown that they're a little, they're a little money hungry. So I would be worried if they were going to try to tackle VR, that their system would be just priced way out of reach you know you don't think you don't think they've learned their lesson i think they've learned their uh, i think they might <laughs> have started to learn their lesson but i still don't think that they're willing to make to mass produce systems that can handle vr well and price them at a point that people like even like us can afford them like we love playing games and buying into game systems and etc cetera, etc cetera, but like I, I'm thinking even if they went a little lower end that they'd have to put that at at least like 699 and that's a lot for like one gimmick. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree. What, what, what do we do here? Do we think, and Cody, we already know your answer. So I'm going to direct this at peaches. <laughs> Do we think we're at a point where one console is enough? One one console. We've 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 gone to to Sauron and we've said we want one console to rule them all. I don't know if I just butchered that reference, but one console to rule them all. Um, are we at that point now? Uh, I'm not casting any of my consoles into the fires of Mount Doom. However, um, no, I think that more than one console is still fine because, like I was saying earlier, you've got your you got your niche Nintendo games and you've got, you know, you've got PC having all, all this accessibility and customization and all that stuff. And you've got, I, I, like you said last week, I'd lump the Xbox and the PlayStation in the same little group of your entertainment consoles. 
I think they all do things that are slightly different. And I don't, I don't think we're at the point where one is enough, I, I, but it mostly just depends on what you want to do, you know, as a gamer, like what, what is important to you. If nostalgic titles from Nintendo where you run around as a happy plumber murdering wildlife, if that, if that suits you, then play, then uh, Nintendo's your thing. And, you know, if you want X or Y, then the other consoles are your thing. But I think that, I, I don't think we're at the point where one console is, is enough. I think we'd have to have a lot more collaboration for that to happen first. We'd have to, the, the companies would all have to agree you know, we're, we're just going to include everything that everyone's making. And that's not going to happen because we need competition. Right. One like if, console to rule them all. Right. I agree. Like if, if all the companies all get together and say we're putting out one and they like strike a deal and they win a huge like battle, like say Sony wins the battle. I think the real loser in that is the consumer, right? There's no competition, you know, Sony gets to decide the rate at which consoles are developed, they get to decide the price of games, they get to decide, you know, when games come out, and all these different things, and I, I think competition is is needed, and, and I want the Xbox to succeed because I want there to be more competition, I want better priced games, I want more high quality games, I, I want games like God of War to continue coming out, and I think the only way that happens is if you continue with this competition. Yep, no, I have to, I have to echo that as well. Even though you know, I, I, I like to say that I live in like to live in that utopian world where we're all cross console and there's maybe less exclusives down the road. At the end of the day, uh, competition is healthy for the markets, and it's going to be healthy and driving um, change and pro- progression, ingenuity, and you know, ultimately getting us to that next echelon, that next new big thing. And so we, we do need competition amongst the consoles we do need multiple consoles um because i want to i want to see that next big thing too and i you know we can't have just one company or one console whatnot uh be the monopoly of all that we do in gaming is therefore it gets very stale very um monotonous and vanilla and that's that's not a win for anybody yeah man i'm with you but i think uh i think that's gonna do it for this episode um uh cody since you are the guest thank you for being on and let the folks know where they can find you on on the interwebs yes yes on the interwebs uh you can find me at instagram snapchat at code white k-o-d-e white i'm also my gamer tag on xbox is code white 89 i'm down to play anytime so uh thank you guys for having me on once again i'm the first repeat guest host and feels good i do want a trophy by the way just saying We already gave we already gave the participation trophy to the Xbox One. This That's episode, correct. So. That's correct. Yeah, Sorry, that's buddy. That's yeah, okay. Next time, it's your millennial trophy somewhere else. <laughs> Peaches, where can the uh, folks find you, sir? Peaches, oh, you find Peaches at Twitch.tv/Peaches. Also, go follow him on Twitter at d underscore Peaches. Same as always. Happy to be on the show. Thanks for listening, you guys. Cody, welcome back. And um, you did a you did a fine job defending the Xbox today. I think. Thank you, man. I, I hope so. I, I hope I did them proud a little bit, at least. You Eduardo, did, 
you can find me at ABC Eduardo at basically everywhere Twitter, Twitch, uh, Facebook. You can find the show at Squad Up Podcasts on Twitter. You can find it on. Um, you can email the show at squaduppodcast at gmail.com please 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 email the show send us feedback post to us on facebook.com slash squaduppodcast we want to hear from you we want to hear from our audience we know you're out there we know you're listening we see the data we want to talk to you we want to interact with you send us emails if you send us an email we'll read it on the show you put a review we'll read it on the show Um, whatever you do please 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 reach out Um, and I think that's going to do it once again for us uh, for Peaches for Cody for myself as they say, good luck, have fun, and skiddly-doo. Bye, everybody.